When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Already, happy Sunday to you. Vikings Vent Line, yes, the most interactive show in Minnesota sports, presented by Surly Brewing and PCL TV. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me. This is Declan Goff here on Purple Daily, the executive producer with Mackie and Judd and... Mackey and Judd, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and myself. It's Vikings Ventline. We do this every Sunday right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Uh, if you are watching us for the first time, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. We're a Vikings podcast that produces seven days a week. So Daily Minnesota Sports and Minnesota Vikings content right in your feeds right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on scorenorth.com. The Score North app, too, is a central hub for everything we do. I'm going to have my guys Noah and John here join me in just a second. But uh, if you'd like to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, shoot me an email for the YouTube audience. It's scrolling across the bottom of the screen right now. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, we do the show after every Vikings game during the season. But during the offseason, I like to still talk to fans on Sundays uh, to get their perspective on what's going on in the landscape of the NFL and of the Vikings. Minicamp uh, took place over this uh, weekend, but the schedule also came out on Thursday. So Noah and John and myself are going to talk about that in a little bit here. Very excited to talk about that schedule. Obviously, Mackie, Judd, and myself broke it down uh, as well this weekend, uh, kind of picking out the games and where we think the Vikings are going to finish in 2022. Excited for that. Purple Daily is sponsored by Surly Brewing and Surly Brewing Company. Go check out the Surly Beer Hall, which is one of my favorite places to be on a summer day. The patio is open. It's finally gorgeous here in Minneapolis. So if you're residing in the Twin Cities, head out to Surly Brewing. Try a Furious, try a Drips and Drops, try a Surly Supreme. Great addition on a hot summer day. And of course, TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL and your TCL television. Soon enough, Vikings football will be back uh, on your TV screens. And make sure you get a TCL TV to watch your purple. Obviously, the Vikings will kick things off against the Packers in week one. So a nice divisional foe to get you uh, ready for that. And TCL will be gladly bringing you that game from your living room. All right, guys, Pleasant Street's out. Let's get uh, let's get our guys Noah and John here on Vikings event line. Uh, John, you're making your return after the Cooper Rush debacle from uh, from the Halloween night, one of the scariest and spookiest things that came to fruition. Oh, my gosh. Appreciate you coming back on, dude. The pro setup, I love it. Uh, Noah, what's going on, man? Thank you for joining Vikings Ventline. We were talking off mic. You said you've been uh, discovering this channel in the last few years. Uh, I'm guessing you've obviously then been a Vikings fan your whole life. What is kind of your uh, rite of passage and how you became a Vikings fan? So I was born into it. Um, all the torture. Didn't really have a choice, but I I love it. 
because it's you know despite all the heartbreak it's the excitement and the entertainment is you know can't really complain it is it's second to none isn't it even when it's uh ripping your heart out and causing you to pull your hair out it's it's still entertainment that's for sure no are you in the twin cities are you somewhere else where you at i'm in cincinnati actually cincinnati okay that's why it's awesome to be able to have a show to listen to just about every day to keep up on all this stuff uh, are you technically you get technically you almost got a Super Bowl? Yeah, it's <laughs> true. You did. Were you from? Were you born in Minnesota, Noah, or were you born in Cincinnati? I'm um, born in Lake Mills, Iowa. It's okay, just south of the border. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And John, are, are you in the Twin Cities? Where are you at? Uh, I'm close to Rochester. I'm in Plainview. Okay, Plainview. Yep, gotcha. And then you've obviously been a Vikings fan, tortured just like Noah and myself your entire life as well. Yep, I was introduced to the Vikings in 98 during the Gary Anderson debacle. But like you, I'm a very big Dante Culpepper fan. Dante, Dante is my favorite quarterback of all time. Yeah. I love and, Dante you know, Culpepper. I, I think because we were younger and you're more impressionable, you know, those first guys, just like your first love, right? First loves kind of make that first impression on you a little bit. Dante was awesome. Peak Dante, dude. And I think that game oh translates. Pete Dante was is almost as good as I want to say almost as good as Fran Tarkenton, but not not to that level. Yeah, definitely era adjusted, but I know what you mean. That dude was yeah. a baller when he was on. He almost won an MVP. So I, I loved what he was able to do. He should have uh, if he didn't get hurt. He didn't get hurt, and then if Peyton obviously Manning doesn't like set a damn NFL <laughs> record, I think in two thousand four <laughs> that dude Manning, wins an MVP. Yeah. Right? Oh, um well boys, the schedule came out. So I tease it off the top of the show. We now know the Vikings. We know, we've known the Vikings opponents for a while now, but now we know the actual chronological order. So uh, they're going to get the Packers in week one. Noah, um, I'll, I'll start with you. Wh- which game on the schedule just excites you the most? When you saw it come out, which one were, did you circle and say, you know what, I'm excited to see this one happen? Which one was it? So this one, it's a little boring because this one's been out for a while. I think it was the first one we knew, but I'm excited to see the Saints game. Um, even without... Sean Payton there, I, they're my second least favorite team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I have a bone to pick with them. Ever since 2009, I think, is when it started for me. and um, So I, I like that the time is a little off. The morning game is nice because you can watch it, and then you have all afternoon to hang out, do whatever you want if it's a nice day. And, um. Kirk is just unstoppable against the Saints, too. Yeah. I was looking at some of his stats. Uh, you know, two with Washington, two with the Vikings, not including the playoff game. He's got 1,296 yards, 12 TDs to one pick, and a 126.7 passer rating. That's just incredible to me, and I yeah. hope that he can keep it up. I know that they got Tyran Matthew now, and their secondary is supposed to be pretty good, but he's got their number. Good point, man. I mean, look. Kirk's put up some some good statistics and against a lot of other teams, but he actually has played very well against those New Orleans Saints. And I know the London game, yeah, it's it's eight thirty. Personally, I I've voiced this on Purple Daily for the last like week and a half since it's been out there. I hate waking up early. I'm not yeah. an early person, especially on my weekends. Like it's one thing to wake up early for work because you have to, but on my weekends I like to sleep in. But it is kind of it's gonna be a weird feeling to like watch a football game that early in the central time zone at least. And then by like noon, the team that you watch, it's over with. Like uh, people in the Pacific Northwest and the Pacific time zone, 
get to experience that every every Sunday on football season. Mm-hmm. But I'm I am just curious what that feels like waking up to football and then you still get your full afternoon and day. It'll it'll be an interesting time. Um, I I agree. There's there's so many Vikings fans that loathe the New Orleans Saints, mostly going back to Bounty Gate in 2009, 2010. I understand uh, I understand that. And they love to beat up on the Saints. The playoff win was great. Both playoff wins, right? Mm-hmm. I know they, they got us in the NFC Championship game, but the Vikings have their number the last two playoff appearances against them. So it'd be I know a lot of Vikings fans would feel a lot of vindication if uh, they give the New Orleans Saints an ass-kicking in London of all places, too. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, John? What about you, man? What what game do, uh, are you most excited to see the Vikings play this season? So mine is, I think Mackie said this was his, but mine is the Bills. We finally get to see if the pick paid off. We get to see if JJ is better than Diggs. We get to see that competition, and I'm so excited for it. Because I honestly think Jefferson is better than Diggs. Diggs is amazing, don't get me wrong. But JJ's ceiling has not been touched yet. He can go so much higher. Plus, Delvin Cook's brother got drafted to the Bills, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes, he did. So we get to see both of the Cook brothers in action if he plays. You know, I I think that Bills game, I told Mackie and Judd this too on the initial thoughts, that that's probably outside of like going to Lambeau in December, which is going to be a tall task too. Like that's probably your toughest game just in general, right? Like Buffalo's legitimately a top three team, top five team in the NFL however you want to spin it going to Buffalo is not fun. If that game was here, it's a different story. I, I still, I still think the Vikings wouldn't be necessarily favored. Even if the game was at home, cause that's how good the bills are, but going to Buffalo could be tough. You're also coming off. Uh, it'll be the second of back-to-back road games. So you're in Washington the week before. Now you have to go to Buffalo and play Josh out on those bills. But the intriguing factor that you brought up off the top there, that it's the Stefan Diggs reunion game. If you want to call it that, uh, with the Vikings since he got traded there after the 2019 season. And it's Jefferson versus Dix. Um, and which one's going to put up the more explosive game? You know, I, I think both both you guys there have brought up good points that there's a lot of Vikings fans that have probably circled those two games, the Saints games and the and the Bills game, the Saints game being a little bit more for pomp and circumstance. It's in London, but also there's still a hatred and rivalry between those two teams. And then we get to see Diggs and Jefferson kind of go toe to toe against one another. And I'm going to see who has the, who has the last, who's going to be the last one standing. Uh, John, do you, do you think that the Vikings could get a win in Buffalo? Honestly? Yes. And I, and here's the thing. It'd be awesome if it was in us bank, but I want it in Buffalo. I want no excuses. I want no excuses for the bills just because they're, it's their, their home and they got Von Miller. I want no excuses from the bills when we get that W. Hell yeah. I mean, and honestly, look. I think we're going to be a playoff con- contender this year. I have us, I did a mock, I did a, the schedule. Mm-hmm. I have us being the fifth seat. Okay. Yeah. So I have high hopes for the Vikings this year. Yeah. I picked them for 10 wins um, when we did the on four question Friday for the initial one. I have them at 10 and yeah, that should probably give Just them. Just got them watching it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's a 10-win team. Uh, Noah, w- w- what do you think, man? W- when you saw the schedule, too, what were your kind of initial thoughts where they could finish in a win total for 2022? There are so many games for me that are just up in the air and unpredictable. I feel like yeah. most years I can look at it and think, obviously I'm way wrong all the time. But I feel a little more confident most years saying, okay, I think we can beat these guys. We'll probably lose here. Like you were saying, the Bills game seems like the toughest. 
you know, the Pats game seems like a pretty tough one, even though it's home. Um, then, then even games like at the Lions, maybe even at the Bears, unfortunately. Um, a lot of games, I just don't know. So I think my prediction for them is like 9-8, and eight, maybe 10-7, and seven, sink in as a 7 seed. It just seems like a very Vikings thing to do um, to get a new – you know, new coach and everything, everyone's excited and just barely improve, give us just enough to not right. complain, but still want more. Yeah, it's uh you kind of laid out like that classic Vikings, like not fear, but um dilemma where they could have to go in that Chicago game at the end of the season. The Bears shouldn't be that much of a threat at that point. They're, I don't think the Bears would be good this year, but mm-hmm. it'd be very classic Vikings to have to go into Soldier Field in early January with playoffs on the line because they haven't wrapped things up yet and something disastrous potentially could go wrong. And Soldier Field, even though they've gotten wins there, I think in back-to-back seasons now, not an easy place to play, especially in January, especially in the cold. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that could be a disastrous situation. Um, kind of transitioning, John, I'll, I'll go to you here for a second. What, what part of the schedule kind of scares you a little bit or do you have pause or fear a little bit on that schedule? Is there a part of it that you look at, you're like, oh God, this could be disastrous. What do, what do you think? Well, to me, the most disastrous one is the Washington Commanders. That's the biggest trap game we got. Kirk going back to Washington. I just, I have, with Kirk Cousins being Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Hader is going to hate me, Kirk is going to fold in Washington. He's just, I I have that feeling. And here's another thing that scares me. We're going against a lot of top-drafted rookies this year. We're going Mm -hmm. against Sauce Gardner with the Jets. Kayvon Thibodeau with the Giants. And then my favorite pick of the whole draft, Aiden Hutchinson yeah. with the Detroit Lions. He scares me. <laughs> I have not seen a pass rusher that good. I watched him all year last year. He scares me. So the toughest, the scariest game I got is the Commanders, but the scariest person we're going to be facing is between Sauce Gardner and Aiden Hutchinson. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there was a lot, there wasn't like that bona fide quarterback stud in this rookie class, but there's a lot of talent, a lot of talented players and a lot of playmakers that could, that could potentially haunt you. I know some Vikings fans didn't like those trades with the lions and then the Packers on day one and two of the draft. Cause honestly, favorite. now that I think of it, I wasn't too mad with it. We got Lewis seen, we got yep. Andrew Booth with a steal of a pick. Yep. Like he should have gone first round. But the way the Vikings went at it, I, I see it kind of as like a money ball sort of situation. It was more statistical. They weren't yeah. going for big names. Like, we had how many chances to get N'Kobe Dean? Like, like <laughs> so, three, three, yeah. yeah. Like, I think, I think it's a whole money ball situation. Yeah, there's definitely a method to Kwesi's magic there, and and – it might pay off well. It, it might might blow up terribly in his face, but uh, he's a smart dude that has a has a quantitative way of how he wanted to approach the draft, and and we'll kind of see if it all works out for him. I just I have questions. I'm not uh I guess I'm not swayed one way or the other. It's just kind of like I want to. It's a wait and see moment with me in that draft class and just see how big of an impact. But I think scene to your point, scene and Booth are probably the two dudes that make the biggest impact um, on day one and two. Uh, from day one and two into this season. So um, I'm curious on on what it goes there. Uh, Noah, I know you kind of said it in the Bears that that could be a disaster, but is there any other part of the schedule that you saw that kind of freaks, freaks you out too? So I'm going on the other side of the bye with the Dolphins game. Yeah. And yeah, that scares the heck out of me because they've got Hill and Waddle who are going to run all over. And if Booth and Scene 
have trouble adjusting. Maybe they're not quite there yet at week five, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to have a real tough time covering them. They've got a good pass defense, and it just seems like another track game. We're thinking, okay, the Dolphins, you know, they're not too good, right? But uh, they're, they're solid. They're yeah. Solid. Yeah, the, the Dolphins game gives me a little bit of pause. I would have liked that to be like in later December. Like it's nice to go to Miami in December and compared mm-hmm. to like going there right in October, November in the fall. And I would have rather had that game happen in December because it's an easier environment to play in. But still like, you know, the Dolphins are I'm interesting. Like is Tua going to be unlocked there? Is Teddy going to be the game manager that he's kind of always been? Their ceiling mm-hmm. isn't very high, but but their floor is still probably going to be a six to seven at least 500 maybe football team. So it's definitely not a pushover road game by any means either. So, um, so those, those are going to be interesting kind of to see how those play out too. Uh, Guys, what are your, what are your expectations? I think for the Vikings, we've we've gone through the free agency uh, period. The draft class is now set mini camps and getting players in the field is going to be coming up here before we know it. Um, John, I'll start with you. What, What are your expectations for the Vikings this season? My expectations are, like I said, playoff contenders we need to be playoff contenders this year we haven't been playoff contenders for what four years now it's like it's it's getting ridiculous and i i'm gonna say it into we need to sign jc treader we cannot trust garrett bradbury to be our center he gets forklifted every time he's on the line like we need somebody that's solid at center so i think we will sign jc treader i don't yeah. see where we a situation where we wouldn't. So that is my expectations for them. We we got to be playoff contenders this year. Yeah, I mean it's it's at this point I know it's a rookie head coach and it could be a tall task, but the NFC is still open. Like it, it's not being strangleholded by anyone. I know the Packers have won a bunch of thirteen win at been a bunch of thirteen win seasons here the last three years of Matt Lafleur, but they still haven't gotten into the big dance. And then after them, I mean it's just it's still wide open. Like there isn't anyone like the, if the Vikings were in the AFC. Good God. Like it, it could, it's going to be a tall task to get in the playoffs from that conference on that. Side. This year is the most interesting year of Vikings football because there is no, the Packers are the Packers, but there's no like number one seed. Like mm-hmm. it's all like the Packers lost uh, Devonta Adams. Thank God he's out of our division. Yeah. They lost Devonta Adams. They lost Scantling. Like the Packers are not the Packers anymore. I mean, they got Aaron Rodgers, don't get me wrong. He's a God-given talent quarterback, but they're a little worse than they were last year. So there's no, like, number one seed. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's all open. Heck, the Detroit Lions could be better. Noah, what do you think, man? Do you think the NFC is still kind of also wide open for the Absolutely. Vikings? Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a lot of hate, you know, based on Kirk against the team I won't name. Um but he's seven, eight, and one against them. I think something like that. Kirk, I mean, Kirk does pretty well against them, and I think it's just kind of the rest of them. The Vikings always lose a few games throughout the season that they shouldn't, and Green Bay doesn't. They don't lose those games. So I, I'm hoping that Stefanski can. Um, not Stefanski. Oh my goodness, Kevin O'Connell. <laughs> O'Connell, yeah, O'Connell. different Kevin. Um, O'Connell can you know, get rid of that. Yeah, kind of help the Vikings win the games they should, and then maybe surprise a few teams. Absolutely, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, both of you, that that they the NFC's open, and if everything goes right, this team stays healthy, and Kevin O'Connell is who he is, that the Vikings should hopefully pop back up soon. It's 
you don't want to get too ahead of our skis and Vikings fans were kind of prone to being disappointed. So definitely don't want to like try to build it up too much, but there it's optimism. It's, it's fun. It's exciting time. They, they haven't had a new head coach and they've turning a new leaf and, and the Zimmer and Spielman era is done. Let's, let's see what this era can do instead. Um, John, you said you had, you had a mock, did you do a mock draft already for 2023? Yeah. So I have CJ, uh, CJ Stroud going to the Texans at number one. Bryce Young going to the Detroit Lions at three. And then it's interesting. My favorite quarterback of the draft, Anthony Richardson, is still on the board at our pick. And here's the interesting part. We're the the 19th pick. No trade. Nothing. So, obviously, there's there's seven seeds in both divisions. So, we're obviously a playoff contender. Yeah. So, and I chose Anthony Richardson as our quarterback. He is a smaller version of, like, Cam Newton, Dante Culpepper sort of thing. He can sure. run, throw the ball. And Spencer Rattler goes all the way to number 26. I love it. I it's love the mock draft. Crazy, it was a crazy mock draft. I don't <laughs> I, – I mean, Spencer Rattler is a good quarterback. I don't see him going down that far. But Anthony Richardson, that's like, a, that's like, a, that's like a Malik Willis sort of – Player, so high ceiling yeah it's exciting that could be a, that could be awesome dude I, and i love that the mock draft still i know some people get absolutely so sick of them and and get tired of them by the time i love doing around. it early because then you can see how far we dropped or how yeah. much we've gone further like right yeah it's it's such a intriguing community to me i, I think it's I think it's pretty funny uh but quarterback okay quarterback i mean they they should be in line no matter where they finish whether they're a we need to get a quarterback and if we need to trade up to get one we need to yeah. we we need i mean i like her cousins don't get me wrong but i don't like them that much <laughs> yeah, yeah I, w- I would like to see them develop that that next guy and i'm, I'm bet it I bet it comes from uh from we can't be afraid of, of the christian ponder thing like right. judd says all the time we can we got to break that curse yep you got to take your chance yeah i agree I think it brings excitement to the fan base too. Like you said, it could be a Christian ponder, but you know. And if it is, it is like yeah. like you said, the excitement of a quarterback being drafted mm-hmm. by the Vikings. <laughs> Hell yeah, take, yeah, take a risk. I was hoping they would just take a stab at Malik Willis this year, but I guess if, I I didn't if want Donald doesn't see it, then I trust him. I didn't want them to take Malik Willis. I I like the talent, but mm-hmm. we don't need that right now. What we needed yeah. was defensive help, and uh, that's that's what we got. <laughs> yeah, they prioritized that, and, and they hopefully found some impact players in the scene and uh, and Andrew Booth there. And uh, Lewis seen as a Harrison Smith, but oh faster. yeah, he's, he's two point oh. He's he's literally oh my the next God. coming up. I'm Harrison. so excited to see yeah. him play after Harrison leaves. Yep, yeah, like, him him getting to learn from him too, which should be fun to watch. And faster, yeah, stronger, younger. Yeah. We get it's another 2.0. Harrison Smith. <laughs> Hell yeah. Replace one with the other. I love it. Exactly. Um, guys, before we wrap, um, Noah, I'll start with you. Any last Vikings takes? Anyone you want to shout out here before we uh, wrap things up on Vikings event line? So I kind of have a sort of a hot take that okay. I think Mond isn't it. And yeah, may, there's still time, but the reason I think he probably isn't it is we haven't heard much about him. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if Kirk Cousins has a good backup quarterback, you're going to hear about it because he's not going to be happy. And he's not going to really want that guy around. As a lot of good quarterbacks don't. You know, Tom Brady right. hanging on to Brian Hoyer. He doesn't want Jimmy G crowding him. And so I think I think we'd hear more, but we'll we'll see this offseason. Um, 
and then maybe just give a quick shout outs to my dad up in Duluth, stepmom Julie, my brother Ben and his family in uh, Orinoco, and then my uh, younger brother Gabe's at Bethel here actually is okay. cool. throwing discus and shot put at nationals here. Nice. In a few weeks, and wife Allie and my kids here. So just got Awesome, man. Say love hi a family everyone. affair. Family yep. affair. I love it. I love it. Uh, John, what about you, man? Any uh, last takes or anyone you want to shout out here before we wrap? Yeah, I have a reckless speculation to do. <laughs> I think, so I did this, I played Madden 22 a lot, I Mm -hmm. did a trade where we got Alexander Madison for uh, offensive lineman in a trade. Oh, interesting. I did Lincoln Tomlinson, even though he's 29, for Alexander Madison in the third round. I love it. Okay. We don't need, I mean, Madison is awesome, but I think we're going into the future anyway, because Casey's going to use Delvin Cook any way possible. But we got Kane Nwangu, and we drafted Ty Chandler, which I watched Ty Chandler, too. He's going to be amazing this year. And I'd like to give a shout-out to my family. They deal with me listening to you guys all the time. My sister, she's a Packers fan. She We fight bud head heads all the time. So. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's funny watching uh, all the all these family affairs and all these people that come on Vikings vent line and tell us like, oh yeah, my girlfriend or my spouse or my brother or my dad, like they they have to hear you guys too. Like it's like we're part of your families as well. So and we appreciate you guys being a part of the Purple Daily family. We all just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die, right? Like that's that's the end goal here. For God's sakes, just let's let's see one. Before let's break that seventies curse. God, no <laughs> kidding, or just a Minnesota sports curse. The Wilder done. Mm-hmm. They had disappointed again, so uh, someone's got to do it. Wild Wolves. Do it. And the Wolves, yes, and the Twins, who God knows what's going to happen with them. So. I haven't watched them in years. <laughs> yeah. Not missing much. Not They're going to make us the playoffs and lose to the Yankees. I swear yeah. that happens every That's year. Happens isn't, every that, year. isn't that how it usually happens? <laughs> 18 consecutive playoff losses. Um, not I missed the Torrey Hunter, Corey Koski. I missed that Twins. Yeah, those were those were some great Twins teams. Uh Noah, John, thanks for coming on, guys. Appreciate you uh, supporting Purple Daily and coming on Vikings Vent Line. Let's get you guys on again soon. We'd love to talk to you guys. Uh, as we wrap, too, if you'd like to get on a future episode, if you're watching this or listening to this, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from other Vikings fans with this show every Sunday. It's a daily Minnesota sports entertainment podcast, seven days a week. Hit the subscribe button. We'll be talking to you guys on Monday.